You've tuned into 3CR's new program called Behind Closed Doors. This is a program exploring all topics relating to sex work. The show is hosted by several sex worker peer hosts, and we pride ourselves on facilitating a comfortable space for sex workers to share their experiences. Behind Closed Doors aims to uncover what the sex industry is really like. We value the varied opinions and perspectives of sex workers, and we also appreciate questions and curiosities from the general public. Our program, Behind Closed Doors, exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful that the nature of this program may not be for you, and it's also not suited for little ears. There's a possibility of explicit language used. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR. Hi, I'm your host, Kitty Galore. Today, we've got part two with beautiful Sassy Sin and Latoya to share with us as I continue to explore what life is like for trans sex workers. Last week, we spoke about how being trans is not a lifestyle choice, but something someone is born with. Latoya and Sassy shared with us their experiences, their challenges transitioning, finding sisterhood, creating support for one another, and most importantly, Latoya shared with us a message of being proud of oneself when you can look after your own body, pay your bills, and put a roof over your head. Latoya is now going to share with us another motto of the trans community. Oh, we have the saying, you know, because a lot of trans women of colour, especially when we go into shops and all that sort of stuff, we've been accused of, can we please have that item that's in your handbag just because we're in the shop because of our colour? You mean accused of stealing? Yes. And this has been my answer back. Honey, I shop. I don't need to mop. (laughs) And I throw out my cash. Yeah. You know what? I've been... I've been in that situation before on Eklund Street when this store, when they sell all the makeups, me and my girlfriend, trans woman as well, as this lady came in and then um, the lady behind the counter was like, oh, I'll speak to you later because you know. And I was like, excuse me, what do you mean by you know? Yeah. Accusing us like I'm going to steal? Yeah. Like, yeah. F- so like we got money, so we just left. Yeah. Yeah. People in our general society don't realise how much the trans community goes through to pay for everything you've got to pay for when you're doing that transition. But you know what? Usually they sit like one bad seat, everybody's a bad yes. seat. Because of course there's one or two who who does that. But you, you just can't stereotype like all of us are the same because cis people as well, they they do bad things. Of and course, it doesn't yes. mean everybody's yes. a bad person. Yeah, yeah um, I good experience was in New Zealand when I was with the girls and we all we're out on the beach one day and we all went to the shop and there was one bad seed out of the group mm. and she started mopping. Mopping. <laughs> so mopping means stealing. Stealing. If she was starting to mop and next minute one of the elders that was older than me, her name was Chanel, grabbed her and just went boof, boof, boof. And she goes, you don't give us a bad name. Mm-hmm. Now. Get out. You know, we will remove that seed yep. from the group. You know, you don't need to. We all make money. As I said, we don't need to mop. You can shop. If I can relate this back to sex working lives, not all sex workers are the same as well. Exactly. It's just so tiring, right, to battle the mainstream media, the stigma, the overgeneralization that people put on us when you're part of a small community. Yes, and they think, you know, like, the worst thing was when you do try and date out of the industry and the guys, you tell them what you do or they knew what you were doing and they say, oh, you girls must have a lot of fun when you're all together. I'm like... 
That's the last thing on my mind. The first thing I want to do when I go home is maybe watch some TV, watch a DVD, or um, have something to eat. They think that we, her and I, will just go home and just, oh, get into each other. Last thing I do, that's my best friend. Yeah, it's like, and and another thing is when you meet a guy on a date and they assume that you know every trans people. Yes. Why should I know every I know. trans people <laughs> yeah. in Australia? Yeah. Oh, do you know so-and-so? Do you yeah. know so-and-so? No. Oh, I thought you might know because you're trans. Oh, yeah. so I know every trans in Australia. Right. This all assumptions. I don't yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. who are you living with? I live with so-and-so. Is she trans too as well? I go, yeah. Oh, so do you sleep with each other? Oh, do you sleep with your flatmate? <laughs> questions like that it's such a turn off you mean like sometimes yeah. you like that guy and then these these kind of questions Christians. come up from his mouth it's like yeah. oh thank you next yeah or they're in the bedroom and you've had them for a few months and next time they go ask your flatmate to join in oh, oh. do you get that as well uh, Kitty? as a cis woman yeah uh, do guys ask you like does your friend want to join us i'm probably not as patient to wait to that point <laughs> Like a guy that you actually fancied and you 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 dated him for a few months and then after they said, oh, does your friend want to come and join us? This still going on. Like I post photos um of my girlfriend, like good looking friends, and on Snapchat, and then they just assume that they're sex workers. So annoying. I mean, like, yeah. can't I have neutral friends? Yeah. Like, why do I have to be friends and everybody's sex workers? Yeah, you can't overgeneralize, hey. Yeah. Man, what's up with men? This happened too many times. Until yeah. now, it's still going on. Yeah. Like, when I post stuff on my Snapchat and people just assume she's a sex worker and they say, oh, can we have a threesome? It's not also that it, men have got to educate themselves that transgender are not sexual objects. Yes. I'm fed up of them thinking we're just sexual objects. And that's, we are human like anyone else. We, we feel feel, we have emotions, mm. and we like to be treated like any other female. Mm. You know, I like to go go out for coffee. I like to go out and to a movie. I like and to have take a me shopping, buy yes. diamonds and handbags <laughs> and shoes, Louboutins. <laughs> I have my own. <laughs> Bought by myself. No, I have my own too, by but <laughs> I want more. <laughs> Now, we do acknowledge that good men do exist and we want to encourage everybody to call out any unsavory behaviour of other men who treat women as objects. Let's stop bad men from giving good men a bad name. After this short announcement, I come back with Sassy Sin and Latoya to further discuss relationships and bedroom expectations. The only way that we can have a safe world is understanding each other in our difference, limiting the economic disparities between peoples of the world, and not saying that some people deserve dignity and respect and others don't. They're the pathways to safety and security, and we need to have the courage to say we have to continue to have those complex dialogues about how we move forward so that the values of diversity and inclusivity are in everybody's hearts and maybe even the hearts of politicians. Okay, let's go into relationships because in the last few episodes we have been discussing relationships and we had a sex worker named Cassie Joy come on our show and we were discussing how difficult it is for us as sex workers to date. For me, it got to a point where I would just be meeting someone at a cafe for 10 to 15 minutes and I would decide whether or not they get another chance. Is that you being hard on yourself? No, that was me not wanting to waste my time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I used to be boy crazy. 
<laughs> in the younger days. Like, I can have a date, like four dates in one day. Yeah. Yeah, it's like casting. Nowadays, I just can't be bothered anymore. I mean, I haven't been on a date for a very long time until I told you about three, four weeks ago. I went on a date with this guy that I know for about eight years now. And we go on a date, movie dates, and went for dinner. And then he started talking about other girls, like he dated. So, okay, that's yeah. fine because we're friends. I'm happy to listen, but it's a bit of a turn off. But when he started saying like he bought them dinner and stuff, and then I said, how can you never, never pay for dinner? Like for dinner, I always offered my half. So I always pay my half whenever we went out. So he's, and then he said, well, if I pay, so I expect something from it. From it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. This is why I stopped going on a date. I mean like come on, you know me for, for so long and and that's what you said. I mean such a turn off. I mean like yeah, thank you, next. I got to think a very special drug or hormone called spiloactin. <laughs> I have been on it since two thousand eleven and I have no feeling at all. <laughs> Yeah, the end you call. I have nothing. I and I'm being honest with you. Before that, from 2007 to 10, I was the horror babylon. <laughs> <laughs> they nicknamed me the wife of a thousand husbands. Wow. It was just like every call that came in it was like Latoya, your husband, one thousand five hundred calling. <laughs> but before that, in the sex industry, I had a few partners. Which tolerated the business, but the only thing, a couple of them were my partners long term, was due to I was being a manageress in the parlour. So they knew I was off clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they tolerated that. And then when I was, though, in the industry, I would say, well, more flings. Yeah. I think companionship. Mm-hmm. But I also had no time because I just would not be fixed on one person due to, you know, paying my bills. I had two little dogs at that time, you know, I had, which were in my life for 13 years. So, you know, they were priority. They're my children. Yeah, as you know, as yeah. girls, you know, yeah. puppies become our children. Yeah, well, I have, you know, they have Versace collars a lot. <laughs> so, so, you know, that, and, you know, I, I bought a four-wheel drive for them, you know. It yeah. was not for, for me, it was for the kids. So they were my priority, you know, and... Being having pets, I had to rent a house, not a flat, because you know they're two little kids. So no, those were my priorities. So I had more flings, mm. more than anything, due to also, it's just my priority, you know, because I was working. I thought it wasn't fair, you know, because I'm still on the working. dogs. No, on the man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to being in, in the pilot industry, and I did have a partner for a while, and um, I was manageressing, that was a different story because he understood. He's been in the, in the pilot and he's came through a yeah, yeah. So he was able to adjust to that. Okay. Yeah. And it's hard for, I suppose, men or people who are outside the industry to adjust to what we do. Oh, they but, do. You know what? I, um, I've watched Mulan Rouge. And I cried so much because I see myself as the... La- Have you seen Mulan Rouge? <laughs> you come on, kid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> about this girl, she, she's a showgirl. Yeah, showgirl. And she's also a working girl as well, uh, SW. And she's in love with this writer, Leonardo DiCaprio. And she, she was taught to believe that with her work, she's not able to... F- to love, to fall in love, to have a to have a partner. Yeah. So I was like, you guys should watch that movie. It's I I was bawling. Yeah. Like so much because like oh my god that's me. 
I'm not able to have a partner. (laughs) (laughs) It was um, um, Nicole Kidman. Mm. Yeah. You know, Sassy, this reminds me of a song that I used to love and still very much love to today, even though it no longer applies to me. This song is by Lil Wayne and it's called How to Love. Now, before we jump into it, the beauty of the song is not in self-pity, but in remembering that you deserve the best and that you are beautiful. And to all the sex workers listening, I just want you to know that you are far from the usual. You have the courage to do what you're doing, to pay your bills, to put a roof over your head. You work ethically, you're kind, you're beautiful, so never let a crook take advantage of you. You might not have had a lot of moments that last forever, but you will find a way to put it together. I hope you like the song. This is Lil Wayne, How to Love. Cut the music up. You had a lot of crooks try to steal your heart Never really had luck, couldn't ever figure out how to love
That was Lil Wayne with How to Love. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR. I'm your host, Kitty Galore. Now, before we wrap up for the day, Latoya, as a transsex worker who has now retired, can you share with us what you feel the industry has left you feeling? It sexually damaged me in, in, in a certain way, you know, like because of the services we had to provide mm. that I that's partly why I am going for my SRS is because I just felt disgusted afterwards yes. because it just went from being treated as a goddess yeah. through the generation of sex work as a trans woman mm. being treated as a goddess all of a sudden to the other side item an item. Ah, mm. uh, I get what you mean. Yeah. 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 And you know, I have flashbacks now and we're this is horrible, though, to say, but I would sit there sometimes at home and I'll just think of sometimes my past and I go like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's horrible. Yeah. I, that, I feel you because I've been in that situation before as well, like yeah. going on depression, like why yeah. men treat me like just an item. Yeah. But as I said, um, I've I've reversed that now and um, I don't go on dates as often as I used to. Is that because you see men treating you as an item even outside of sex work? Yeah, mm. totally. I haven't done that yet because I haven't taken that step mm. you know, out of the sex industry. But the one thing I got to tell you, I haven't told you though, from 2004 to 2010, I stopped hormones okay. due to the industry. The, the work, yeah. Why? Because I had to work. Because oh, the, the hormones would stop you from being horny. Yeah, and, and, and also... Yeah, I know. And and I, so I on. <laughs> okay, from... There's from a get, certain... Uh, <laughs> from part get, that has to stay Okay, okay, okay right, let, me, let, me, let me just explain it openly about it, okay? Yeah. So hormones stops you from getting erection. And men who come through that door in the brothel will ask you... This this will be the first question. It's not about how beautiful you are, and this will be question: How hung are you, yeah. and can you get it out? Yeah, and it wasn't like that when I started. Exactly, it wasn't like that because at that time, before the brothel time, yeah. uh, guys appreciate for for what you look they like. They were like this. My gosh, look you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. They don't care about what you have in yeah. between your legs. The brothel um, industry is different. Totally I was quite depressed as well working there, and all this. Trying to look all this good and all they talk and wanting is all about what can you do in between your legs. And you've got to remember the hormone therapy also 
makes your mind think differently to yeah. as well. And when that's removed, you don't feel as feminine and thinking as, as, as you do always. It's a mind-changing thing too as well. And even though you because are born a feminine and, you know, and you have feminine traits and all that sort of stuff, the hormone makes it turn up. Yeah, much more, and you become more delicate yeah. and more sensitive. Like even right. like now when we're on hormones, and we will watch an ad, and it could be funny. You go like yeah. this. Oh, that was just so beautiful. <laughs> I know? just told you about it. Yeah. Our, our, our emotions like and our emotions are so yoyoy. Yeah. It could be something really funny and cute, but to us, that was so beautiful yeah, that we actually cr- crying. The overload <laughs> yeah. of estrogen sometimes Correct. weigh a lot, and so when you remove that, yeah. We just have our feelings of yeah. femininity, but the hormones just really overload. Your... See, I'm on 50 milligrams yeah. per day mm. at the moment. So when I told you about how I sometimes think of the past and I go... Ooh. The past will be like 100 so milligrams. It's just me going girly because I wasn't on them for so much that I had to tolerate all this creepiness. The general public don't realise that when we do sex work, we're providing a service, maybe a creepy related fantasy, fisting, or just a general service offering companionship with or even without sex. You know, there'll always be sex work because many of our clients are also good men who don't have time to invest in relationships, men who don't understand why they can't score a date or men who just want to fulfill a fantasy. Some of our clients are also disabled men and yes, even creepy men with creepy fantasies. The list just goes on. Having said that, there are also clients who are females, trans, and even non-binary. What I'm thinking of, I'm just thinking of, yep, I can go shopping this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So, but as I said, um, most of the guys that walk in through that door, that was the expectation. So you have to adjust to that expectation of requirements of what they want because majorities once that mm. 2000 so from my time when i started back in the early 80s to 2003 it was like that the most beautiful glamorous girl and you were busy yes and then all of a sudden you could be a miss universe and they didn't care yeah oh is it because now a lot of trans are getting srs so they want that no SRS. no 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 it was all because of porn Porn. Oh, what happened there? Well, the porn did the, from Brazil and all uh, that. And I'm like, gosh, the girls were like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they want. They want like a horse, horse size. They, they, some of the my some of the clients, I would say, you know, they, they would pay me for a certain service, and they were doing this, and I go, hey, I didn't say handstands came in the service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's the point. I I yeah. agree with you. The porn has. Uh, because they want that what they saw they before they come into the yeah. brothel. They watch that. That is what they want to be. And everything was in, available. In the be- in and room. all of a sudden. See, in my time, porn was really hard to get. Correct. And so I used to have extra for tips. I would have them in the room when I was working private. And I'll put the porn in. And next minute, they'll pay me the money. And they go, oh. And I'll switch it off. And they go, how come you switch enough, darling? Because you can't watch this at home with your wife. <laughs> so that's an extra twenty dollars because I, you know, he can he can go he can take a porn home with, to his wife, which is normal. But can you take a trans porn home? No. Yeah. So it's an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> very much. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy, <laughs> and they want this fantasy to come true now. Yeah. Like, but they want that fantasy. <laughs> that fantasy. They want that Brazilian size horse. Uh, then I start. That's where I start to learn how to fist. 
<laughs> and you have no idea how many guys who walk into their door looking to get fists. I think that, you know, there are a lot more homosexual men out there than our society accepts or is willing to acknowledge. I always said as they're just straight men who loves gay sex. Yeah. Yeah. Let's swing from tree to tree. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting flashback, a lot of flashback branch, at the moment. Branch to branch. <laughs> so I guess like, I, are they are, are you they trying still to digest all this? Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. They're still straight. And they the just love gay sex. Is, you know, like so many people tell me, I mean, even like at my new um, uh, course that I'm doing, and I told them straight up, I go, look, I'm a, I'm a retired sex worker and I'm transgender. And she goes, oh, you could write a book. And I says, I could, but the code of silence is amazing. Yeah. That we've gone through, you mm -hmm. know, we could talk. Yeah. But We're talking I, now. But no, <laughs> the next minute, the rest of my life, I have to go like this. Watch my back. <laughs> But the requirements are more now because the porn industry is getting a lot bigger and bigger and, and the bigger. Internet. Yeah, so when I only discovered guys like to get spit like only like eight years yeah. ago, I'm like what is this spitting? I don't on the know face? what this. Oh, okay, right. spitting on the face like spit on me, babe, spit on me, and they get really turned on. Like what f is this? Like yeah. I need to spit on him now. Okay, so <laughs> I don't watch a lot of porn. Uh, <laughs> I only spit at people if I'm thoroughly angry of them. Which no, is this is like getting turned on, like spit on it, babe. Spit. Sometimes my mouth is so dry, I have to find this <sighs> saliva to spit on them. Spit like, on their but I'm penis used to or their penis, face. Their face. They like to be like, you humiliate them. Like on the bed. And they, <gasps> they get also turned on. People are too stressed right now. <laughs> So this is cow come from porn. Kinkiness is the norm. Yeah, kinkiness is the norm now. Do we like that? Because well, I don't care because I, I'm not in the industry. I'm, I'm used to it now, and I and I kind of enjoy it now. Hey, just for all the clients listening, um, kinkiness is extra. Okay, make sure you pay your work. Do you say that kink, kinky is the norm now? I think I'm kinky, but compared to what you're seeing on porn, it must be really vanilla. You know, what we see in porn is a fantasy, but it's even like a fantasy of a fantasy when you're required to spit into someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in porn, there's a fluffer. You what know is, what a fluffer is? What is a fluffer? Fluffer is a person who keep the male actor erection stay erected. Uh, while when they say cut and the erection has to stay hard so and the fluffer's not necessarily in the video no he 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 or she will never be in the video that's the fluffer uh, yeah see guys porn is just unrealistic you know what you experience with a sex worker should be real sex not fake stuff where you need a fluffer <laughs> <laughs> next time order a fluffer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, for me, fantasies were always the way I made money. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if this part will uh, reach air. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would know this already, Kitty. The spitting part? Yeah. No. Really? No. I only, because I can see the difference. I mean, like, I've never asked because clients who walk into the door never ask a thing and then suddenly it's like a trend. I can see the trend changing and because then the fist porn. thing because, you know, they want it a lot bigger in their eyes and it just get them really turned on. So mm. I can see it's all these changes. Changed. If 
But people don't realise that porn is another form of media that's number one produced by a producer. They don't know. They don't do research. Yeah, young, they just want but it. But youngsters do also think that's the way you have to do it to a, to a woman. Yes. What yeah. they see on the porn and that, they think it's that hardcore stuff. Yeah. I would love to have another episode with either one of you together with someone who's a, you know, a porn star specialist. Mm. Um, and then we can take the conversation on. Yeah, there. totally. All right. Well, thank you so much, Latoya and Sassy, for joining me today. I think I've learned quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you moist there or no? Uh, Very well. Moist? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I'm walking out of the studio slightly more educated and more mature than I was before. (laughs) Having Latoya here, I'm getting a lot of flashback. I mean, like this thing in which I've never talked about for a long time. Yeah. So which is good. We we need to talk and laugh about it. We do, we yeah. do. And and more people need to hear about this to see what actually happens behind closed doors yeah. comes to the life of a sex worker. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's always a pleasure to have both Sassy Sin and Latoya here with me. In next week's show, I speak to Melissa Brown. So don't forget to join me next week, Thursday, 6 p.m. on 3CR. We'll see how much of this, if non-consensual, would constitute abuse. Until next week, treat everyone with respect. You've been listening to Kitty Galore, Behind Closed Doors, 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.